We go to the word of the Lord tonight, the book of Proverbs. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn, turn there with me tonight. Amen. The book of Proverbs, chapter number 16 and verse number 7. Amen. Proverbs chapter number 16 and verse number 7. And uh, looking forward to what God has in store for us tonight. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number 7. When you haven't say amen. 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 If you don't have it, say wait for me. Wait for me. All right, we're going to wait a little, a little bit longer here. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 7. Amen. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. And one more passage of scripture in the book of 1 Thessalonians. Amen. First, that's in the new jump over to the New Testament. Amen. First Thessalonians. Chapter number four. And verse number one. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please. God. Amen. So ye would abound more and more. Amen. If we could learn to please, to walk with God and to please God. Amen. There is uh, a bounding that will take place in your life. You will see your spiritual progress going forward. If the desire, amen, is to walk with God and to please God. Verse 2, for ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Amen. If we could set our Bibles down, let's ask the Lord to talk to us for a few moments here. Amen. God, I'm asking you, Lord, to anoint my lips of clay. God, a servant of the Lord. God, I'm nothing without you. God, I'm asking you, God, to anoint me. I'm asking you, God, to anoint your people, Lord. I'm asking you, God, to anoint every heart and every mind. God, that we could be receptive to your word, that we could receive your word today in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. I want to uh, preach for a few moments here tonight on things that please God. Things that please God. It may be, as one person called it, treaching. Amen. We're making up words once in a while. Treaching is preaching and teaching. A little bit of both. Um, but we might be doing a little bit of both. Treaching, preaching, and teaching tonight. Amen. Things that please God. Uh, when I was, I remember years ago as a, as a boy in elementary school, um, going over there to the, the Christian school in Stockton, and at that very early age in my life, uh, you know, around the age 12, 13, I forget what the, the exact age was, uh, just a young teenage boy, amen, God began to, to deal with my life and with my heart uh, concerning some very simple things. Not necessarily being able to explain the Godhead to somebody off the street. Not necessarily being able to uh, show scripture references for every uh, every uh, doctrine of holiness that we have in the church. And we still believe in holiness and separation from the world. 
but something very, very simple as a young boy, something that I could understand. And that was simply to please God. And that was my desire. And God began to put that in my heart. I just want you to please me. Let your desire be just to please me. And as a, as a young boy with simple desires, amen, that most children do. Most children have simple desires. Their, their desires are not very complex. Not, I mean, there's a few children that you probably raise up and you think, man, this kid is advanced. They're, they're working the system. They're, they're scheming and they're conniving. But most children, for the most part, are very, the very simple desire. They, they just want to be loved. They, they just want some food. Amen. A baby just cries out for food. A baby just cries out for something very, very simple. And the Bible says, except you become his children, you can in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And if we have a very simple desire, if I could preach for a few moments tonight on one very simple desire is what is to please God. Amen. Things that please God. Amen. If it can just simply be our desire, God, I, I don't want anything else. I don't want all the, all the complicated stuff, God, to, to get in my way. But God, I just want to please you, God. And if I begin with that simple desire just to please God, I believe that it will lead you and it will uh, God will begin to lead you into truth and into other things, doing certain things, uh, amen, that please Him. Amen. Because a, a simple desire, an individual that comes to God with a simple desire that just comes to an altar and says, God, I don't know what to do, but God, I just want to please you. I don't know all the ins and outs of Pentecost, of apostolic, uh, the apostolic doctrine. I don't know all the things that I need to know eventually, but God, one thing that I have is I have a desire to please God. Amen. You watch many times a new convert come into the church and their, their desire is, brother, no, just tell me what I got to do. Just tell me what I got to do. I want to please God. I'm not going to argue with you and debate with you, but I just want to know what do I got to do to please God? How can I bring Him glory? How can I please Him? Life is really not that complicated. Life is uh, in fact, more simple than we than it should. That it's more simple than it, we oftentimes make it to be. And our simple desire, Amen. If we could, for a few moments tonight, on just pleasing God, everything, everything that I looked at as a young boy. I remember, I'm thinking back, Amen. When I was preparing for this message tonight, as that young boy, Amen. There, many times in the eighth, and ninth grade, my simple desire was, God, I just want to please you, God. This. This thing that my friends are doing, this thing that others are doing, God, that is not pleasing to you, God. I've got to have a life that's pleasing before God because I want to be able to walk into a prayer room. I want to be able to walk into a church house and lift up my hands and I want to be able to feel God and I want God's presence to fall in my life. And that kind of situation, that kind of glory does not come down except somebody's living a life that says, I want to please I'm going to look at every action, every thought, every word from my mouth in the context of does this please God? Hallelujah. I'm not looking for an out. I'm not looking for an excuse. Amen. I'm not looking to argue, to debate back and forth, but I'm looking to say, amen, does this please God? Does this help me to please God? Is this something that pleases Him? Hallelujah. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number 7, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Amen. That thing that was meant to destroy your life 
Amen. That thing that was meant to destroy you. Amen. God can turn it around into a blessing. God can turn that thing around and it was meant to destroy you and cause it to submit to you. Amen. When your focus, when your desire, Brother Terrence, is pleasing Him. I just want to please Him. I'm not going to worry about my enemies. I'm not going to worry about these adversities or this opposition. I'm going to get my mind, my faith, my eyes upon Him and say, God, I've got to do what you called me to do. Amen. People may talk bad about me. People may look at me sideways. Amen. People may talk. Amen. People may talk behind my back. But I'm going to please Him. I'm going to keep my heart right. And I'm going to trust God to take care of the opposition in my life. Amen. I want to say that again. That thing that was meant to destroy your life. So long as you keep your eyes upon Him. And say, God, I want to please you. Amen. God will cause the enemies in your life. Those things that were sent to destroy you. To submit to you. He maketh even His enemies to be at peace with Him. Amen. This is played out many times in the scripture. Amen. For in the first example that I want to bring to your attention was that in the life of Solomon. Amen. When Solomon first began his ministry, his reign over the kingdom. Amen. He had some simple desires. I want to please God. God, I want to do that which is pleasing before you, God. God, I want your will before my will. God, I want you before me. God, I want to put myself on the back burner and I want to please God. And the Bible lets us to know, amen, that the life of Solomon for many years that he was seeking to please God, amen, there was peace in the kingdom. Amen, there was peace in the kingdom. God caused his enemies, amen, to form alliances with him. God caused his enemies to submit themselves to Solomon's reign, amen, because Solomon had a pure and a sensitive, a sensitive heart to please God. Amen, God brought peace to Solomon's reign because he had the desire to please God. Amen. The Bible lets us to know as well that uh, uh, the particular, uh, the brothers that had that, they had that skirmish for many years, Jacob and Esau. Amen. Jacob reached a point in his life where he said, I've got to touch God. I've got to get into the presence of God. I've got to change my identity. I've got to shed away the old identity, the old Jacob. And I've got to become new in Christ. I've got to allow God to do something in my life. And for the first moment, amen, in Jacob's life, amen, he got deep into the presence of God. He wrestled with an angel. Amen. The Bible says to the breaking of day. And it was when he had that that, that fervent desire. I've got to please him. I've got to touch him. No matter what it costs me, I'm going to shut off some things in my life that I might please God. The Bible says that God brought about peace with Jacob and Esau shortly thereafter. He recognized that the first thing in my life has got to be being right with God. I've got to, I've got to address some things in my life with God. Amen. The Bible lets us to know that King David's enemies began to court his favor and desire a league with Israel as he uh, he had that heart, amen, the heart after God as he sought to please God and to correct his ways and to uh, shed off the old the old David, the old habits, the old hangups and obsessions. Amen. The Bible's one commentator says, amen, as it makes a reference to he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. One commentator says it is literally to submit 
themselves, amen, to that man or that woman that is uh, pursuing to please God. Amen. God will turn things around in your life if your simple desire is, I want to please Him. Amen. Life can get so complicated. Life can get so bit out of shape. Amen. Things can get thrown your way. You can get discouraged. And you can allow things to enter into your life. Amen. But if you'll find a place before God and say, God, I want that old-fashioned red-hot desire, that simple desire just to please you. Just to please God. God, I'm not going to worry about how this sickness will play out. I'm not going to worry about how the financial situation is going to play out. I'm not going to worry about how the doctor's report's going to play out. I'm not going to worry about my future. But God, I'm going to put you on the forefront of my mind. Amen. Abimelech, king of Gerar, fawned upon Isaac because he saw that the Lord was with him. Amen. It had a far-reaching influence, amen, for many people of God, for those, amen, those people in the Bible that sought simply to please God. Amen. Their desire was, God, I just want to please you. Amen. I'm not saying that it was a bed of roses and that every, everything worked out perfectly, but amen, there's a promise in the Word of God. Amen. When a man's ways please the Lord. He maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Sometimes, amen, there are certain battles that you're not supposed to fight. Amen, there are certain battles in life that you're not supposed to fight. Amen, you're just simply supposed to worship God. And the responsibility of your life is simply just keep doing what's right. Just keep pleasing God. Just keep serving Him. Amen, I'm going to allow God to fight that battle for me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Not every enemy at the gate requires engagement. Hallelujah, but some just require focused mind upon the Lord. God, I'm going to worship you. God, I'm not going to let that little devil try and distract me and take me off of doing what you've called me to do. But I'm going to please God. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to make him, amen, the most important thing in my life. Hallelujah. It will disarm the opposition. Amen. A, a, an attitude of pleasing God. It will disarm the opposition. Amen. It gives no occasion for disputes and it spreads around an atmosphere of peace. Amen. If you've ever been in contact with someone, amen, that you, you, you've been around and you've experienced their, their attitude, their walk with God, and you said, man, that man has just a simple desire to please God. Amen. They're a pleasure to be around. It's peaceful with them. They're not always getting into arguments, amen, but God's bringing peace to that person's life, amen. And I want to talk for a few moments on certain things in our life, amen, that bring pleasure to God, certain things that you and I can do that will please God, amen, that God delights in, amen. 1 Samuel chapter 12 and 22 says, for the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. Because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Amen. God gets pleasure in making you his people. And there's pleasure that God gets, amen, when the people of God, amen, determine in themselves, I'm not going to be like every other people in this world. I'm not going to be like the heathen nations, but I'm going to identify as a Christian. I'm going to identify as a child of God. I'm not going to try to imitate the world. I'm going to try to imitate Jesus. Amen. God gets pleasure when his people enjoy being his people. Hallelujah. Not living off in some corner. Not living, amen, uh, unsure of yourself. 
Lord God, I'm not going to be afraid of what people say about me. But I'm going to live bold for God. 1 Kings chapter 3 and 10. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Just a quick reference from the book of 1 Kings. And the Bible tells us the story that I alluded to a moment ago. How that God showed up before Solomon in a dream. And said, Solomon, now that you're king over my people, ask anything and I'll give it to you. And the Bible says that Solomon asked the Lord for wisdom to lead his people. Solomon preferred the people of God before himself. Amen. There's something, amen, that God enjoys when a child of God says, God, I'm going to put uh, the work of God before myself. Uh, amen. I know there's many of us that we'd much rather probably be out on a Sunday morning going out to some beautiful uh, sandy beach area enjoying the weekend. But when we decide I'm going to put God first, I'm going to put the things of God before myself. Uh, amen. God takes pleasure when his people have their priorities straight. It's pleasing before the Lord. It is pleasing before the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 51 and verse number 17. The sacrifices of God are of a broken, of a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. The sacrifices of God are of a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. God takes pleasure when his people come before him with sensitive and hungry hearts. Amen. Not full of the world, but simply hungry. God, I, I really want the touch of God. I'm not just going to pace the floor today, God, this morning or tonight, whatever time it is, and just go through the motions. But God, I really want to hear from you. God, I'm really hungry for you. God, I want to hear a word from you. God, I want to have a closer relationship with you. Amen. When you and I or another brother or sister walk the aisles of this church or, or kneel down the chair and our desire is sincere and it's, it's a, it represents a heart of hunger. God, I want more of you. God takes pleasure in that. That is pleasing before the Lord. It's pleasing before the Lord. Amen. When you come before his throne with a hungry and sensitive heart after God. Hungry for God. Not, not uh, uh, filled with the world, but amen. There's got to be something that you say, this, this area of my life, this, this, this void that is placed by God in my life, it will only be filled by his presence. I'm not going to allow the six o'clock television show. I'm not going to allow the ball game to fill this part of my life. But I'm going to make sure that I keep this part of my life open for the presence of God. God, this is for you. God, I want to have a hungry heart. I want to have a thirsty soul. God, I want to have a right heart. A right heart. Psalm 51 and 19. 51 and 19. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Something about complete surrender that God enjoys. That's pleasing before God. Not just God, here's a little bit. Take this. God, I, this is all I got left over. Take this. 
God, I've squandered everything else. Here, God. And we give it haphazard to the, to the kingdom of God. But when you come before the altar and you say, God, I'm placing my life. I'm tying my life down to the altar of sacrifice. I'm surrendering everything, God. Some people come to the, the church house and they come with all these reservations. You can touch this, but don't touch this. Preacher, preach to me about this, but don't talk to me about paying my tithe. Don't talk to me about prayer. Don't, don't talk to me about, about how I live when I'm at home. Amen. You can, you can preach about this, but don't preach about that. Amen. When it's a whole burnt offering that's on the altar, it is complete surrender. The Bible says that that is pleasing before the Lord. When somebody comes to an altar, they say, God, take all of me. Every part of my life, my future, my family, my finances. God, my treasure, my talent, my time, everything, God. I'm placing it all on the altar before you. I'm not holding back, God. I'm not drawing the line as far as you can go. But God, it's a whole burnt offering. And the Bible makes reference to something that is wholly offered up to God. It's complete surrender that God still delights in. It's complete surrender that God still uh, gets pleasure from. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise Amen. Lord. God is so good. Amen. Amen. So thankful for the presence of the Lord. Psalm chapter 69, verse number 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bullock. That have horns and hoofs. Amen. What is pleasing to God? Your worship. Your praise is pleasing to God. Amen. When somebody comes to the church house. Just sits there. You think. Well God's pleased with me. I showed up. I'm going to tell you. God's a whole lot more pleased. If you'll lift up your hands and begin to worship. If you'll lift up your voice. And begin to magnify and talk to him. God I. I want to give you praise, God. I want to give you worship, God. You're the only reason why I'm here, God. You're the only reason why, God, I have the things I have, why I'm blessed. And on down the line, and you begin to worship God. That brings pleasure to God. That is pleasing before the Lord. Amen. Recognizing that He's worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of all the praise that you can give Him. Amen. It is, I will praise the name of God with a song, and I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. This also, shall, this also shall please the Lord. Amen. More than the ox or the bullock that have horns and hooves is somebody that worships God. Amen. Something about a worshiper that comes before his presence. Amen. Second Corinthians moving forward with several other things that are pleasing before the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 9, 6 through 7. But this I say, he which showeth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. Something that God takes pleasure in is when we come to an altar, the offering plates may be here late on a Wednesday night or the usher may be holding them on a Sunday morning. And we come not with long faces, not with sorrowful hearts thinking, oh man. Right, right. It's going to yes. hurt. Praise man. Pastor here, I think I can get away with not giving today. 
But when we walk to the altar, put in an offering with a smile on our face, and man, a year ago I couldn't give this much. But here I am, saying, God, here's some extra. I didn't have extra a year ago. God, I'm thankful. And perhaps I remember as a young person, didn't have any money. As a young person, I had any money. Whatever I had, mom and dad pulled out of their wallet, purse, gave to me. And I remember my dad, amen, we, at offering time, we'd say, hey, dad, come on, give me a dollar. I want to give a dollar to the offering. And we'd take that dollar, we'd run to the, we run to the offering basket, we'd throw it in the offering, probably slap some high fives and we'd say, yeah, I gave some money. And it was that simple joy. And, you know, that, that's, a, that's something we ought to continue to do. It's, if your children don't have any money, put a dollar in. Teach them at a young age. This is what it's like to give. This is what it's like. And do it with a smile. Don't, don't be up there, oh, man. Look at who's around. Man, but let it be with a cheerful heart. God, I get to write this, this, this check. I get to this, this tithe. God, last year I didn't have a job. Now I got a job. Now I can give tithe. God, last year I didn't have the whole lot, but now I'm able to give an offering. And it's of the surplus. It's of the blessings. But I learned to give it when I didn't have much. And God provided and God blessed. But if it's with a cheerful heart, amen, God will give you more to give. That's a secret, folks. If you do it with a cheerful heart, God will say, next year, Brother Nathan, I want you to give more. You say, God, I don't make that much. You will. And God just says, just give the cheerful heart, Brother Josh. It, it, you'll look back a year later and say, what was that? Why was I struggling with that? Why was I struggling with that? True. God has provided. God's made a way. God's blessed. And with a cheerful heart, we give unto the Lord. And God takes pleasure in that. Even if you say, I don't have a whole lot to give. Cheerful heart. Man, God, I'm so thankful I can give you one dollar. So thankful, God, for one dollar. God, I'm giving it to you. Tomorrow, maybe $10. And you think, man, so excited I get to give $10. You'll see as time progresses, you, the God will bless you to be able to give $100. And if you start saying, ooh, man, this is getting hard. I could really use $100 for a new pair of shoes. God will say, all right, well, that's about as far as he can go. Just We'll just keep it right there. But if you say, well, I got $100. Ooh. Man, I've never given $100 before, Brother Josh. Put $100 right there. Man, that's exciting. God will make the way you give $500 an offering. And if you have $500, say, man, that's a, that's a car payment. I, I could go get a Mercedes and get a car payment. I could be riding nice. But as long as you keep that chip of heart, say, God, I'm so thankful. I never thought I'd be able to give a... a $500 offering or give something like that. But now it's it's the excess. It's the overflow. It's overflow. Hallelujah. And it's a cheerful giver that God delights in. Romans chapter 8 and verse 5 says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. And I would tell you that if it is not pleasing to God to be in the flesh, then it is pleasing to God to be in the spirit. And God takes pleasure when his people stay full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Not allowing their lamp or their vessel like we preached about last week to run dry. Amen. But when somebody, amen, lives each day with saying, God, I want to get full of the Holy Ghost today. God, I want to make sure that I've got the Spirit of God filling my soul. And I'm living with overflow. Amen. I want to tell you, God delights. God takes pleasure in a child of God that each day determines, I'm going to get full of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to pray throughout talking in tongues. I'm going to pray. Amen. To God washes me over in His presence. And I've got a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and give Him glory right now. God, I want more of you tonight, Jesus. God, we want more of you tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We cannot... We cannot teach it enough how important it is, amen, for the people of God to stay full of the Holy Ghost, amen, not just full on a Sunday morning, but full on a Monday night prayer or a Tuesday afternoon prayer or throughout the rest of the week, God, help me to get full of the Holy Ghost, help me, God, to turn off every other distraction, every other device, and help me, God, to right now, God, make sure that I get an infusion of your spirit in my life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That's something, amen, that the church needs to get in 2018. Amen, because there's all sorts of entertainment and devices that are stealing their mind for your time. And they're saying, why don't you spend some time in the television set? Why don't you spend some time on the social media platforms? Why don't you spend some time gaming? Why don't you spend some time doing this and being entertained and attracted to this? Amen. When God is saying, I want a spirit-filled people, not a worldly-filled people, but I want a people that are going to be full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. God, each and every day, God, fill me up, Lord. Fill me with your spirit, God. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. It's not a Sunday morning thing that I do, but it's an everyday thing, God. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up. Hallelujah. 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 Fill me up, Lord. Amen. It is pleasing to the Lord. Amen. When you stay full of the Holy Ghost, He is delighted. He is pleased with that. Amen. 2 Timothy 2 and 4. No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Amen. When you've got entanglements in this world that keep you, amen, from being on your knees, if you've got entanglements in this world that keep you from church, if you've got entanglements in this world that keep you from a walk with God, then you need to shed those entanglements and say, no man that born is going to entangle himself with the affairs of this life because I want to please him who called me to be a soldier, who called me to live holy. God, this thing that is in my life, God, 
It's entangling me. It's keeping me down from living for you, God. God, if it's if it's a job, God, bless with the better job. God, you've got to make a way. God, you've got to make a way. God, I don't want this to be the thing that keeps me from my walk with God. I don't want nothing in this world to entangle me, God, and to pull me down, to suck the life out of me. But God, I want to stay full of the Holy Ghost. I want to be on the right track. And finally, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and he, that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. God, help me to believe in You. Help me to trust in You, God. God, take away the doubt, the confusion, the fear, the worry, the anxiety. Help me, God, to have faith in God. Help me to have faith in God, to trust in God. God, help my unbelief, God. However, you've got to pray that prayer. It should be, God, I want faith. I want great faith, God. I want to have the faith to believe God to do anything in my life. And when a child of God lives with great faith, amen, that is pleasing before the Lord. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. As long as you're doubting, fearing, worrying, Filled with anxiety, depression, oppression, whatever it would be, that's not pleasing before the Lord because God wants you to know that I've given you power over serpents and all of hell. And here you are worried and fear and doubt. Amen. I've overcome the world. And you're not putting your trust in God. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You've got to know that He's in charge. And on the, on the opposite side of the spectrum, the things that displease God is when we complain instead of trusting God. And then when the people of God resort to complain about everything that's wrong in their life, and they resort to just looking at all the negative things in life and say, well, I got this problem, and I got that problem, and I got this over here, and I got that over there, and all that I mentioned, this is coming down the road. Amen. That's not pleasing before the Lord. Amen. The Bible says in Numbers 11 and 1, and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it. Come on, God hears the complaining. God hears the complaining. God hears the complaining. And the Bible says that his anger is kindled when he hears the complaining. And the fire of the Lord in Numbers 11 and 1, the Bible says, And the fire of the Lord burnt them among them and consumed them. God was not having it. Numbers 11 and 1. If you're any genius, you can figure out and follow Numbers chapter 10. Numbers chapter 10, the final verses of Numbers chapter 10 talks about how that the cloud followed the children of Israel. The manna was there. God did all these wondrous works. And right after the provision of God, right after God does a miracle, keeps providing for them, the Bible says in Numbers 11 and 1, the people complained. They didn't thank God for the great victories. They didn't thank God for the great things he had done. They just complained. I'm just not happy, God. God does not want to complain people, but he wants a faithful people, a people full of faith and trust in him. And the last thing 
on the opposite side of the spectrum, things that displease God. Found in Proverbs 24, 16 through 18. For a just man falleth seven times and ariseth again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let thine heart, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him. Lest the Lord see it and it displease him. Amen. This is talking about others fall, others make mistakes, others mess up. And we rejoice. And man, I knew they didn't have it in them. Yeah, that guy knew he was fooling around the whole time. Yeah, that guy, yeah. That joker. He, he didn't really want to live for God. We rejoice. We think, I knew it all along. Man, I got a gift to the servant. I knew that guy was going to go down. The Bible says that that displeases the Lord. He's not happy when you take pleasure, you take enjoyment, and you rejoice when somebody else falls. Amen. That's not pleasing before the Lord. Amen. I want to go back as we stand. Amen. We close this tonight. Amen. To the very first verse. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. If you have that simple desire, and you follow through on that desire. Not just I have a desire. But I'm going to follow through. I want to please the Lord. I want God to be pleased with my actions. You begin to consider the things you're looking at on your phone. The things that you listen to in the car. The things that you, you're you putting in front of you in the, in the living room. Or, or whatever other part of your life. God's looking. God's watching. You want God to take care of your problems. Your, your enemies. Those things that mess you up. Start aiming to please God. God will take care of the enemies. God will take care of the opposition. God will take care of the difficulties. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Those things that we said before that were meant to destroy you will be those that submit to you. When you keep your eyes upon the Lord and you keep your heart upright before God. God, I'm going to please you, God. I know this might be misinterpreted, God. But God, I, I just want to please you, God. I just want to do what's right before you. Amen. Why don't we throw our hands in the air as we close here right now. And why don't we just let out a shout of praise into the Lord. Come on, let's lift up our voices to him. God, we give you glory. God, we give you praise. God, we magnify you today. God, I'm asking you right now, Lord, you would help every one of us, God. Renew us in the Holy Ghost, God. Let faith be increased in our lives, God. Help us, God, to examine our hearts. Help us, God, to have that simple childlike desire. God, I just want to please you. I just want to please you. I just want to please God. Amen. That desire to please the Lord will cause you to pray a little bit longer in your daily time of prayer. That desire to please God will cause you to turn the other cheek when your enemies use you. Hallelujah. That desire to please God will cause you to pray for your enemies. Will cause you to pray for those that are in the church. I need you, Hallelujah, God, I've got to please you. God, I've got to bring you glory. God, I've got to have, God, a posture of praise, a word of faith in my lips, God. God, erase the complaining, the doubt, the unbelief, God. Hallelujah.
to trust you. Help me to worship you, God. Help me to worship you, Lord. Help me to give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. The honor that you are worthy of, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 And let your word, God, get deep in our hearts, deep in our souls. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. That desire to please the Lord. Amen. You just determined, I'm going to have that right desire to please God. And I guarantee you, a year or two from now, you can look around and say, we've got a lot of good people in our church. And you know why they're going to be good people that with the simple desire to please God? Because they saw you with that desire. They heard you say things like, I just want to please God. Is that pleasing before the Lord? I'm telling you, they're going to, people that come are going to see what kind of family is a Chapman family? What kind of family is a Hall family? And they're going to say, I want that. I want that in my life. I want that same just upbeat, positive, just trusting in God attitude. Just knowing that God is going to take care. I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to say God is going to make a way. And I'm going to give you the testimony next week of how he did it. Because I believe God's in control. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you all for coming to the house of the Lord. Amen. Turn around. Shake someone's hand. Amen. Greet them in the name of the Lord. We do want to meet with the Sunday school staff.